Hello and good day. This is the Bible Bard. My bard is a storyteller who recites traditional texts associated with a particular oral tradition, and I'm here to recite and to amplify what the literature of the Bible says about who is God and who are human beings. Here's the place we're at today. In our last podcast, we look at humanity's first disaster. And it's a remarkable story with a plot far more sophisticated than often credited. The disaster arises from the actions of two characters in the story, the first human man and woman, living as vegetarians in a perfect environment without any violence or unrest of any kind. They are given a single request by God, a single command. Breaking this command has terrible consequences. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, the consequence is a curse to the woman, which is, quote, to the woman he, God, said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. Your desire will be for your husband. He will rule over you, unquote. In Genesis 3, 17, the text describes the curse to the man, quote, Because you have listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat of it all the days of your life. In Genesis 3.18, the text describes the curse to the earth. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. And in text 3, a further curse is enjoined. The text describes banishment from the garden as follows, So the Lord God banished him, Adam, from the garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. He placed on the east side of the garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life, unquote. Comment, there's also a specific curse on the serpent, but the Bible Bard will discuss that in another episode. Initially, the list of disasters God pronounces seem just to be words. But as the story progresses and unfolds, we begin to get an inkling of how vast and terrible the results of human disobedience of their creator becomes. After banishment, the story of humanity changes. Eve begins having children. In Genesis 4, verses 1 and 2, the text states, quote, Eve became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. And she said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Unquote. Eve, the first female, the first woman in the Bible, the first wife, gives birth to two sons, Cain and his younger brother, Abel. As the boys grow up, they enter two different occupations. Cain is a farmer, while Abel is a shepherd. Both boys know and talk directly to God themselves, who, in spite of the curses pronounced, remains in personal contact with the family. During a time when each son brings an offering to God, Cain brings, quote, fruits of the soil, quote, while Abel brings the firstborn of his flock. Now God looks with favor, the story says, on the lamb offering, 
but he does not look with favor on the vegetable offering, Cain's offering. And at this point in the story, we're not told why God responds differently to the boy's offerings. But God says the following to Cain in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6, quote, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it, unquote. The text introduces the word sin as a synonym for wrongdoing. Wrongdoing, as we've already seen, is anything inconsistent with God's moral nature. God promises that if Cain does what is right, he will be rewarded. But Cain is really angry and then depressed that his offering, the offering made up of what he grew from the ground, is rejected. Cain knows what is right to do regarding the offering to God because he knows Abel's offering was accepted. We can conclude that Cain needs to offer a similar young animal. That's what God tells him. And he could get a lamb from Abel, no problem, but decides against it. Instead, he asks Abel to come with him into the field. And Genesis 4.8 describes what happened. Quote, while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Unquote. For Adam and Eve, this horror is the first dawning of how their disobedience of God's command has consequences beyond Adam having to work and Eve having pain in childbirth. For Cain, this is not disobedience though. This is defiance of God. He knows what God wants. He refuses to do it and kills the one who did. Here let's say a word about the difference between defiance of God compared to disobedience of God. Disobedience takes several forms. One can disobey God out of ignorance of the law. Someone may not know that there is a law against doing something. But the legal principle of ignorance of the law is no excuse continues anyway. One can also disobey knowing what they're doing. Your parents say be home by 9, but when 9 p.m. arrives, you ignore that command and do not come home until 10. Adam and Eve were knowingly disobedient. However, Cain was defiant. Defiance of God has an emotional component added to the disobedience. It is disobedience that doesn't just disobey the law, but it resists the command with an active challenge to the authority who gave the command. Cain was angry. He knew what God wanted, but not only didn't he do it, he murdered the one who did. For example, Let's say your sibling obeys your mother's order, but you don't. Your mother asks you again to comply, but you don't. Then you kill your younger, younger sibling that had done what mother wanted. That's what's going on here. But when your mother figures this out, and blame, she blames herself for your sibling's death. That's the spiritual horror Adam and Eve experienced. Where does this Bible story leave us? This murder of brother by brother is the first of the terrors that results from disobedience to God. God didn't make Cain kill Abel, but once Adam and Eve disobeyed, the spiritual environment of the earth was so changed that wicked, perverse human activity now became possible. This is the way the Bible bard works. 
brief recitations, closely focused, no distractions, no rabbit trails. Send the Bible Bard any questions or remarks you care to offer to BibleBardUS at gmail.com. Glad to hear from you. Thanks in advance for following and sharing content from the Bible Bard community. Thanks for listening.